You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Tonight we have uh, arrived at the end of summer. And I know summer's not over for about another month. But in my estimation, I always think when we come to the end of August, it's all over. Uh, my wife, always the last of August, and she's done it again this year, has the entire house decorated beautifully. I mean, every room. Uh, there's, there's harvest colors. And we'll keep it that way till Thanksgiving, and the day after we'll get ready for Christmas. It's beautiful right now. It's just breathtaking. Now, all the pumpkins she has and those corn stalks she has and the scented candles and they smell so good and the signs and uh, Thanksgiving and all of it. Uh, we always like to have it that way so we move into school. We're ready to go. Do you know that uh, as we look at autumn season is now upon us, I know there'll still be Indian summer. For you young people, we've not had a very warm summer, a hot summer, but sometimes in September we can have Indian summer. It could get hot for a few days along the way, so we'll see what that's like. Uh, in this autumn season, on November 5th, is Time Change Sunday, and we get to fall back and get an extra hour of sleep. There's, there's, there's the color of the leaves change around here. Oh, especially the maples are so, so beautiful. Other trees as well. Uh, there's back to school, and I look forward to seeing students here on this property uh, on Tuesday. I'm so excited about them being back. It's like the family's being back. And then, of course, uh, over at the school on Wednesday morning, I love taking pictures with the new TK4 and kindergarten class and first grade. I love that morning when we, and then the principal generally, I don't know if we do it, they, they assemble us by the flagpole. We pledge the flag, have prayer, get them off to class, and those mothers are crying. Some are crying because they're so happy Others are crying because it's so sad my baby's going to school or my baby's last year. There's back-to-fall schedules. I like that. Uh, there's the fall formal, Golden State Baptist College. Ho, ho, ho. Do we have a great uh, formal plan for you this year. And then there's the fall campaign and Thanksgiving. And the Thanksgiving service is about the best. And then there's Christmas and all that is to be done there. Now, there's four months ahead of us. We're going to be given opportunities to say yes or no. I want to always say yes. Sometimes I don't do that because of my pride. Ms. Treber knows this because she has labored over me for 50 years in marriage. I mean, I've never had to do one thing, really. I mean, it's just she, she labors over my life. She just thinks I'm her ministry. I don't know to correct or what, but I'm her ministry. But these last few months, for the first time, she's become my ministry. And it's been the most wonderful thing. She's bothered by it. But I love to do whatever I can and anticipate. And she'll often say something like this, I'm sorry, but I said, please don't say you're sorry. I'm sorry, but I left, I left this upstairs. Could you go get this? I left this here. Can you help me with this? I, I can't put this on. Can you help? And little things like that. 
and it's so minute now. Oh, but I tell you what, it's been the joy of my life. And I want to, I hope I've done it with a yes attitude. I want our church to learn to say yes to everything. Yes, all the time. Yes, I'll take a bus route. Uh, yes, I'll be a mechanic. Yes, I'll be a prayer warrior. Uh, yes, I'll give a dollar a week to the bus ministry. Uh, yes, I'll clean a bus. Yes, I'll fuel a bus. Yes, I'll, 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 I'll provide some snacks on the bus. Yes, I'll, I'll buy hamburgers for the kids on the bus. I just see, I'm not, I just saw Chris back here. Chris James began riding our bus in 1977. And his wife got him to come, and, and they were wife, husband and wife, they're kids, and they got married, and now their granddaughter's in high school here. Their kids are grown and married. It's hard to believe. Bus kids. But someone cared enough. Uh, Chloe, Chloe Corners come to Bible college. Her dad's pastor in Pennsylvania. My wife and I every night take a ride. Uh, normally in our city here, just we go around here once in a while, we, we venture up, we go up to the hill over here about 15 minutes away and look over the valley. But we take a ride every night. And we love it in the summertime. And we were downtown Santa Clara, downtown by the University of Santa Clara. I took her in there, and I said, look at the property. It looks so beautiful. And then we drove around the corner. I said, right here is where Dana Zuccarella, Dana, uh, where, where is Dana tonight? There, D D Dana's always here. Uh, D uh, Dana, Andy, Dana rode the bus as a girl. Her sister, Stacy, was four years of age. She rode the bus, and now for 20-some years, she's been a preacher's wife. I love the bus ministry. I love those kids. I can't hardly wait for them to be up here uh, next Sunday and once in a while this quarter. You're going to see them in here two, three, four, five times. I love those kids. I love the bus kids. And I want to say yes, whatever it might be. Bible distribution. I want to say yes these next four months. The attendance at God's house. Yes, I'll be in Sunday school. Yes, we, we've been in over 20 countries this summer in our church. We've been in every country in the world. We've been on every continent uh, this summer. And multiple people in most of those countries. And we've been in every amusement park in the United States of America, from Florida to California. We've been everywhere from North Carolina to here. And I'm all for it. And I thank God for it. But it's over. It's time to get back at it. It's time to get on a schedule. It's time to have prayer time with the family. It's time to sing together. It's time to go to bed in an early hour and get up at an early hour and get into your day. And it's time to say yes to stewardship. And yes, there's a project in church. I'll do it. I saw a man in my uh, this morning. I said, I need to see you in my office tonight. Could you just stop by? I asked him, would you consider this? Would you consider, he didn't know what I was preaching. Would you consider taking this ministry right here and, and we're in favor of Brother Everson and I are both in favor of it. And we met together. I said, I think he's the man. My wife said, I think he's the man. And Brother Everson said, I think he's the man. And I asked the man, would you consider it? And at first, yes, I'll do that. That's why this is a great church. I'll get to Scripture momentarily. There are only four times in the Bible you find yes. 
There's 1,318 times you find no. I want to be a yes man. I want to be a yes pastor. I want to be a yes husband, a yes father, a a yes father-in-law, a yes to those 14 grandkids. I was speaking to Rebecca on the phone down in Arizona tonight as they were on their way to church, and, and all the kids were in the car, hey, Papa, and they're all talking at the same time, all five. It was a dream of my life. I love you, Papa. Can't wait to see you. I wonder when they're coming. I'm hoping they're coming. Oh, thank God for these kids. I want to say yes. Papa, could you? Yes. Well, you don't know what I'm going to ask. It's always a yes. Can you? I, I can. Can you take? Yes, I will. We're having a fundraiser in our school. Can you? Yes, sign me up. Sign Nana up. She, she's already signed up, Papa. We just needed to get you too. I'm talking about uh, 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 yes. No is rarely positive. Here's a positive no. No good thing will he withhold to them that walk uprightly. But no is generally negative. No man careth for my soul. Well, I do, and you do. Uh, No, in the Bible, there's no bread, no water, no healing, no vision, no power. No, no, no. But I want to be a church that's a yes, yes, yes. Here in Jeremiah 42, we begin reading in verse number 9. Then said, uh, Jeremiah 42, did I not tell you that? I'm so sorry if I did not. Jeremiah 42, apparently not. I must have just said Jeremiah. I hear the rustling of the, the pages there. Jeremiah 42. And don't worry, I won't be long because I hear, are there barbecue hot dogs out there tonight? <sighs> Bobby Robertson, the hot dog king, he was great at hot dogs. All right. Verse number nine. Then said them, uh, uh, said unto them, thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, and to whom ye sent me to present your supplication before him. Jeremiah said, you asked me to do something, I did it. And God says, if you will abide still in this land, then will I build you and not pull you down. And I will plant you and not pluck you up. For I repent of me of the evil that I have done unto you. Be not afraid of the king of Babylon. So he says, here's the deal. Don't you be afraid. You're, I know you're afraid of that king. Don't be afraid of him. Of whom you are afraid. Be not afraid of him, saith the Lord. For I am with you to save you and deliver you out of his hand. And I will show you mercies unto you that he may have mercies upon you and cause you to return to your own land. If it stopped there, that'd be great. But verse number 13 says, But if ye say, We will not dwell in this land, they're saying no to God. Neither obey the voice of the Lord, your God, saying no, saying no. What's the word they're saying? Saying what? We're not, we're not, we're not gonna, 
We're not going to do what you told us to do. Never say no to your wife. Never say no to your husband. Never say no to your kids. Dad, you have a minute? Yes. Dad, could you pray with me? I say, yes. Why can't you see kids? I'm busy. I've had a busy day at work. Give me a few minutes. No, man up, grow up. Don't give me a few minutes. Yes, son, I've got time. Dad, can you play Dad, can you play baseball? Can you throw baseball with me? Can we shoot hoops together, Dad? Can, can we play football together? And the answer is always, yes. Talk to me. The answer is always, yes, yes, yes. We live right around the corner. Now we live for the last 11 years over here, but 26 years here and then this house. But we live 48 years right in these four or five blocks right here. I'd come home from work when our kids were little in that house. They were all born in that house. And there was Tim out there on the ball, on the, ba- on the uh, uh, driveway playing basketball. I'd pull in the garage, open the door, hi, hon. And I'd run, run, run back out, throw the tie off, and we'd play ball every night. We'd play ball this way. Both of us could drive to the basket. Oh, excuse me, he could drive to the basket. I could not. I had to take all my shots behind the free throw line. And I still could beat them. I was, I was amazing. Uh, I, I guess you know I trained Michael Jordan, so that's, that just tells you a little bit about how great I was. But I, I played, and, I had to, and, and then it came that we both could drive to the basket. And then it came I could drive to the basket, and he could not drive. He had to shoot back here. I can remember playing baseball in that front little lawn just about this big, and I'd, I'd roll down there, or, or I'd, I'd, he'd pitch, all right! Oh, that's a ball, ball one, ball one, ball two. Dad, come on, that was right. Ball three! Oh, there's a strike right in the corner. Oh, those were happy days. Say, I never had that. Well, then when you are a dad, you do that. Guess what? None of our kids have come home and said, Dad, can you play ball with me? Well, Manly, you know what I'm talking about. It changes. In a heartbeat, nobody says, hey, play ball. Did you know that in life, you're giving opportunities? Adam and Eve gave an, was given an opportunity to just simply obey God. Everything be okay, just obey God. And they said, no, we don't want to obey God. I think of Jonah. God, Jonah was given an opportunity. I've got a ministry for you. I'm going to use you to be the greatest revivalist in, a, in world history. Jonah, just go and preach the gospel. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. I think tonight of Judas and Achan and Gehazi, all for money. Never make a decision based on the fact you get more money. I'm talking about the fact Joseph's brothers, for nearly 25 years, they lied to their dad because God spoke to their heart about telling the truth, and they said, no, we're not going to tell the truth. No. You imagine those 10 brothers for about 25 years, every brother at Christmas had to say, Dad, I'm lying to you, but he never did. I'm still lying to you, Dad, at Thanksgiving. Your son, last time we saw him, he was alive, but we told you he was dead. They they said the Spirit of God had to speak to them somehow. No, no, no. Lot, Lot had a decision to make. Uh, Go after God. And he said, no, I want to go after the well-watered plain. Korah 
said no to God and no to Moses. I'm not going to listen to you. I think about Isaiah. He said, yes. Hear my Lord. Send me. God says, who shall I send? And who will go for me? Oh, I know the word yes is not there, but listen to it. Here am I. I'll go where you want me to go, dear Lord. Or mountain or plain or sea. I'll say what you want me to say, dear Lord. I'll be what you want me to be. I'll say yes to your will and to your way. I'll say yes. I know tonight the Spirit of God is speaking and pricking your heart, saying, I need to get right with my wife, or right with my husband, or right with my kids, or right with my parents, or right with another Christian. And I've played this game too long. I have a bitter spirit. I'm not right. And say, yes, God. I'll get it right. He speaks to you. We sing, he still speaks. I know his voice. Isaiah said, yes. Abraham, I'll get to my message in a moment. Abraham, God says, up, get you up from your house, from your father's house into a land that I will show thee. He didn't know where he was going. He was going to wind up going 700 miles away, but he had no idea. And the Bible says early the next day he got up and went. He didn't know where he was going, but you know what Abraham said? Yes, and he established Israel. Yes, that's God's land today. They want us to share it with all different different groups. That is the Israelis' land, ladies and gentlemen. God gave it to them. I think about Samuel, and he 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 was uh, was going to be called of God to be used of God mightily, and he kept hearing a dream or hearing a voice, and he wake up and he go see. Uh, the, the leader, and he, he go to see him, and, and he said, next time he says, say, speak, for thy servant heareth. And the next time he obeyed and said, speak, for thy servant heareth. God wants you to say yes to him. God wants us to say yes to him. In this season, we have a choice. I can be godly, and I can be ungodly. I could be a good student in school. I could be a poor student in school. I think I said on the radio the other day, school day, when my mother died, she gave me a little box, and in that was my graduation program. I'd never seen it before since that night, and I think there was 586 graduates in my senior class, not very far from here. And she had a, a little note in there, we missed Jack in the cradle roll nursery today. I hope he can be back. My goodness, that's an old, old postcard that came in the mail. I must have been sick as a little baby. There are different things in there, but she had, I don't know how she got them. I never gave them to her. She had every report card from elementary, junior high, high school, and college. You know, about my, I was going to bring it, but I, I thought, you know, you know one of the things that I had terrible public school teachers. Terrible, terrible, terrible. On the back, they always had to write, make a check mark about deportment. Gets work done on time, a, a good listener, a poor listener, all, the, all those teachers from kindergarten all the way through, they got together and, and they wrote the same thing. Jack's a good boy. Jack doesn't listen very well. You could tell I went to public school, Brother Mark. You could just tell. Probably they all were lost, right? 
you know those teachers were right. I hate it. School. Sorry, kids. I didn't have a Christian school. I lived to get out of school. I tell my dad I'm sick today. Dad says, you're not sick. Get out of bed. He never let me, let me miss school because I was sick. I said, man, I need a Frappuccino, Dad. <laughs> you know, you know, never let's miss unless, you know, we had mumps or some chicken pox or something. So I became a junior in high school. I started getting out of school about 11 in the morning. And a senior year at 9 in the morning, I loved to work. I enjoyed working jobs. I began flipping cars as a high school junior and senior. had a lot of cars. But I wish students, I wouldn't have been so careless with my education. Because when I went to college, I said, I'm done goofing off. I was on the second floor in August and taking the English entrance exam for college that you college students will take. And the lady that gave the examination that day, she said, now outline this sentence. I said, excuse me, ma'am, what do you mean by outlining? What's that, honey? <laughs> what are you telling me? <laughs> uh, not outline it. What do you call it? Diagram. See, you, I wasn't listening. I don't know if you've ever, ever tried to correct me before. It's, we're getting kind of close here these days, aren't we? Living together so much. You think you can invade my preaching now, can't you? Yes. And she has every right to. Yes, every right to. Oh, well, maybe not, but nonetheless. She said, well, Jack, don't, you, don't even bother taking the class. You'll be in English 99. Yes. I didn't know what English 99 was. English 99 is where you get no credit, but you get to take the class an entire semester. So you can go up to 101, 102, and 103. And some of you morons coming to college, you're going to test out of 99, 101, 102, and you're going to be a 103. You're a stuck-up snob is what you are. God will never use you. He'll never use you. If you don't start at 99 and get the whole ball of wax, you're going to miss out on life. So just go and say, hey, give me 99. The man said I need 99. One. Brother Adam, you'll be one of those 103 people, I bet, weren't you? Were you? 102? Oh. I, I rest my case. Is he a geek or what? Oklahoma boy right there. I wish I'd have done better. Okay, parents, for you, and I'll get to the text and we'll be done. Let me, just, let, me, let me just say to our parents, how about if we get a schedule in this season? Put the house on a schedule. How about secondly, if we have family Bible time every night? Figure out a time, what you're gonna do, if you need help with it, or your Sunday school teacher, Ms. Treber, I could help you with it, but one of our deacons can. But a family Bible time. And then have a family dinner time. You raise good kids from a dinner table. And it ought to be a peaceful place. You're not griping at one another. You're not tattling on one another. It's good KMBBC, even tied music going. It's not keep on the firing line. It's calm music. 
And then calm the house down. I told my class this morning because what the Bible says, your day starts at night, not in the morning. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray. If you don't rest well at evening and calm down at evening and sleep at evening, morning and noon will be wasted. Get your house calmed down. Get yourself, get the kids to bed if they're little kids. And maybe if you need to, just read the Bible and listen to music and, and meditate. And, and the, the modern day for Eastern religion is yoga. Oh no, God's way before yoga. It was called med meditate. And every Christian, mother, you cannot be the right mother without meditation. Just calm yourself. You'll be agitated all the time. Dad, you cannot be the right dad unless you calm yourself down. Pastor, you won't be the right pastor unless you meditate on the goodness of God. So God's given us some tools so we can learn to say yes. What are the Bible tools that I can learn to say yes? Number one, the scriptures. Number one, the scriptures. Talk to me, would you please? Number one is what? The scriptures, they'll teach you how to say yes. Psalm 119, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That, that will guide you in direct. Search the scriptures. Meditate upon the scriptures. Meditate, meditate, meditate upon the scriptures. Joshua 1, 8. Read the scriptures. Revelation 1, 3. Heed the scripture. Revelation 1, 3. Uh, keep the scriptures. Revelation 1, 3. Study the scriptures. 2 Timothy 2, 15. To show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Uh, Psalm 119. I love thy law, O Lord. Lord, love the Word of God. I love the old Bible, the precious old Bible. You know what? If you get in this book, you're going to learn to start to say yes. If you get in the Word of God, D.L. Moody said, this book will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from this book. Get in the Bible. So when I, I don't understand all those big words. There's no six-syllable words here. And the truth is, I'm pastoring the most intelligent church in America. The computer was created right here 20 minutes up the road in 1959. And everything around us, if you put our church right here and drew a five-mile circle, you have every massive uh, uh, computer company in America. Number one chip maker is, is Intel, just about 10 blocks away. Uh, we have Oracle right here. Uh, we used to have Sun right here. We have Google right over here. We have Cisco over here. We have Apple. We have them all right here. And you work there. Don't tell me. You, I don't understand the Bible. You understand computers. That's a lot more difficult than the Word of God. And it came to pass. I wonder what that means. It's going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. Hey, I want to learn to say yes. I do so with the scriptures. I want you to say yes. How do, what do I do? With what? 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 The scriptures. Say it together. With the what? Secondly, with the spirit. With the spirit. Ezekiel 3, 12, 13, and 14. The spirit lifted me up and led me and said unto me, you know, in the New Testament, John 14, 15, and 16, the Holy Spirit would come on men for different moments 
in history, especially the prophets in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, when you got saved, the Holy Spirit moved within you in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. At the night of your salvation, you received the Holy Spirit. And if any have not the Spirit, Romans 8, 9, you're none of His. You have the Spirit of God. You'll not get more of the Spirit, but the Spirit can get more of you. You've heard me tell this story for 40-some years. I, I knock on your door, and your wife answers the door. And, and she says, Pastor, come on in. She sticks me in the front closet. About a half hour later, her husband says, I thought Pastor was at the door. Yeah, he's here. He's, he's in the house. I'm in the house, but I'm not filling the house. And the husband comes and opens the door and says, get him out of here. Pastor, here's our living room. Here's our kitchen. Here's our family room. Here's the refrigerator. <laughs> what have I done? I filled the house. I was in the house prior to that, but now I'm filling the house. Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. My Bible tells me in John 14, 15, and 16, with the Spirit of God, He will guide me. He will teach me. He will comfort me. He will convict me. God's Holy Spirit will do that. And when I'm, the Spirit of God moves on my heart, you know, I, when God's Spirit moves on my heart, I don't want to say, I wonder. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to guess for a while. No, I'll say yes. I was looking for something for, last, for next Sunday night. I've looked for about a month in my file. It's about a 40-year-old piece of paper. I've looked and looked and looked. Can't find it, can't find it. And the Spirit of God said, Jack, it's last Friday. Jack, you haven't even prayed. And I got thinking, I've been looking and looking and looking and didn't pray. I said, dear God, forgive me. I said, I, I'm going to ask you to show me where it is. I need that piece of paper for next Sunday night. I need that paper. It's old, but I need it, dear God. Help me to find it. I went to a file, the Spirit of God, where you can say what you want, but just sort of said, pull this file out. I pulled it out, and the second piece of paper I touched was that 40-year-old letter to me. It seems like that Brother Paisley up in Washington, we were talking about that while I was up there preaching earlier this year. He said, Brother Jack, somebody, my secretary said to me, well, Dr. Paisley, did you pray about it? And he goes, she convicted me, and I prayed, and I found it. You know, you get a certain age, and you misplace things all the time. I don't know about that, but Mary Altizer told me about that. That's the way it works, I guess. Welcome home. And, and Susie Harder tells me that all the time. She goes, I, I guess, right? Welcome home to you folks too, Colonel Harder. That's great. But, but I, 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 I'm so frustrated with myself. And it's an amazing thing if I'll just pray. God, where did I put that? Where, where did I put that? Would you help me with that, please? When the Spirit of God says, go ahead and pass a track. But I don't want to. But pass it anyway, son. Pass it anyway. 
I've led so many people to Christ because I said no, and the Spirit of God says, pass it. I passed it. I, I've led them to Christ on my driveway at the house, in my house doing work or construction. I've led them on planes to Christ, on, on trains to Christ, on foreign soils to Christ. I've led them in train stations and in airports all over the country and outside this country, door to door, at the, at, at the, at the work, in the hospitals. I remember that night, Susie, you and I were there with... Colonel Harder, and he had that massive heart attack. And that little girl, uh, right now her name slips me, but you would have been witnessing to her. You, you got that soil so soft that when I was able to talk to her about the Lord and about her boyfriend in the uh, ICU uh, emergency that night, she was so, so ready to get saved. She got saved. That's the Spirit of God. Spirit of God says, once you call your mother, you've been, you've been at odds with your mother. Well, she won't talk to me. Well, at least on your part, you try to do what you should do. Spirit of God says, call your dad. Spirit of God says, call your brother. I am so shocked how many families do not talk to one another. Something's wrong. Something's bad, badly wrong in the fact that you cannot speak. The Spirit of God speaks to me. Through, through the Spirit, through the Scriptures, through the season of life. Number one, how, how am I going to learn to say yes? The Scriptures. Secondly, through the Spirit. Number three, the season of life. That is Titus chapter 2. The aged people. People that are older than you, they have experienced it. They say, well, I have a better degree than doesn't care what degree you have. They have the season of life on them. That man over there, I'd go to him, Brother Van Dyke, the chairman of our deacons. He, he's gone through life and experiences that I've never gone through. He's older than I am, but not a lot. But, but I thank God for him. I'm not going to make a major decision in my life without, without getting wisdom from a seasoned man like that. He's not the only one in this church. I want, I, don't, I want some seasoned ladies. I want my seasoned wife to have influence on my life. I want her to be able to talk to me. I want to be able to listen. We are, we are so blessed. We have so many young, young, young people in this church. But guess what? We have so many seasoned ones too. Sister Jackie has been such a help to my wife. All those months she could not come to church first time in her life. And she'd come on Sunday night, they'd go to our house and sit down and Fenero would set the TV up so they could watch the service. I thought they were just home having a party, having popcorn and root beer, you know. But I'd go home and they knew the entire message every time. Jackie's not old enough to be my wife's mother. My wife's not had a mother for 50-some years. And she calls her mama Dyke. And Jackie Van Dyke can tell Mrs. Trevert, I won't do that. Tabitha, her daughter's nodding her head. She knows it's true, and my wife will obey. I don't want, Colonel, you have so much experience in your life. We're foolish to avoid these people that know God. How do I learn to say yes through the scriptures? How do I learn to say yes through the spirit? How do I learn to say yes by seasoned people? They can help you 
this might be the right thing for you to do. By the shepherd. I, I wish I could have you turn to Ezekiel 34, verse 10. God says, I'm against the shepherds. I don't want to be a shepherd where God's against me. You're too valuable to me. I want to know what's going on. I, I want to know and you can text the midnight hour, the phone is in the other room, but I get up all hours of the night, 2.18 in the morning, we said, hey, pray for me. I appreciated that. I'm your shepherd. You want to learn to say yes? Get a shepherd. Get sainted people. Seasoned people. The Spirit of God, the Scriptures. We're out of time, I'll close. And then... I just obey every spiritual impulse. I've told us that for years. When God says, please ask him to forgive you, then get it settled. We have lived that way. We see somebody's got a need. The Spirit of God speaks to our heart and a spiritual impulse. We're going to do something about it. I don't want to live my life where I miss opportunities, where I could talk to your children. I want to talk to your kids. And you've known it for all these years. I don't like to talk to them like this. I like to talk to your children like this. Face to face, eyeball to eyeball. You know, your kids, a couple of them tonight said, I lost my tooth. That's nothing. Wait till you lose your mind. <laughs> but you know what? Losing a tooth is big stuff. Pastor, it's my birthday too. You know when kids have a birthday, it's a big thing. Love these little kids. Oh, our teenagers around here. What are you talking about? Look how they look. They're amazing. Look how they look through this auditorium sitting around you. They go soul winning every week. They pass Bibles every week. Most of them work on a bus route as a teenager. Yeah, these teenagers, don't, t- don't, don't tell me how bad they are. Some of them are sometimes immature like their pastor was at their age. You know, when the Spirit of God impresses you with some spiritual impulse, then obey. I want to close. I'd like you to go to chapter number 43. Hold your hand there and go back to 42 where you were. I meant to read to you verse number 19 in 42. 42, 42.19, the Lord has said concerning all you remnant, Go ye not to Egypt. In verse 21, have I said and declared unto you, but ye have not obeyed the voice of the Lord. They said, no, God, we're not going to obey. Now 43. I have some other scripture I want you to see, but we'll just close with 43. Verse 7. And they came to the land of Egypt where God told them not to go. For they obeyed not the voice of the Lord. 
You and I are going to either obey God's voice these next four months and just say yes. Some of you ladies, a, a lady came to me, young, young mother came to me after our class this morning and says, Pastor, if they get, don't, don't worry, um, I'll get them a lunch today. I'll make a lunch and get it to the hospital and get it the rest of the home. I'll, I'll, I, got, I got it taken care of. That's the way, that's the way the ladies of this church are to one another. I don't know, honey, how many weeks it was. Was it eight? Ten? Every day for ten weeks, we've never had that. We've never asked for anything. Every week for ten, ten weeks, no one would knock on the door. Sometimes they text, just left dinner on the every single night. Very humiliating for us that you waited so so much on us. God's people. Would you criticize God's people today? Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.